And for me, I had to come back to like, it's high value CEO stuff. It's leadership. It's speaking. It's being more of a front man. It's stuff like this, interviews and podcasts. And that actually exponentially helps grow the company more. And so sales, while it looks like a high producing, the highest producing part of the team was actually limiting. Uh, and so I think that that's, that's it is like asking yourself at certain points and seasons, am I missing something? In dentistry. I'm your host, Sean Zayas, and I believe that the future of dentistry is going to be unbelievably great over the next decade and two decades. But the question isn't that. The question is, are you going to be part of what makes dentistry great? Hey, so I am super excited today to have the opportunity to interview Joshua Scott from Studio 88. Um, I love what you guys are doing in dentistry. I love the way you're leading. I love the way you're helping dentists really tell their stories. Um, but let me just welcome you. Like, great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Joshua. Oh, man, Sean, thanks for for reaching out. I got your your email, you know, whatever, uh, last week and was just uh, super thrilled. I know you're launching a new project here. And, man, I'm just excited to be part of it. So what fascinates me, Josh, is is not, again, like innovation, there's so many things that could fall underneath that category, right? Clinical innovation, technological innovation, but I'm fascinated. What is it about the mindsets that help dental professionals just feel empowered to pioneer and all of a sudden not just be a dentist, not just be, you know, a hygienist, but all of a sudden like, like Tanya Lanthier, she's a, you know, was a hygienist that all of a sudden starts dental posts and then turned it into some amazing company. You know, you have all these dental professionals that do that kind of thing. Um, you are successfully leading an unbelievable marketing agency that's helping dentistry. Um, how did you get to where you're at today? <laughs> yeah, that's a, gosh, that's a good question. I think, you know, most of us probably, unless you're on the clinical side, most of us, I, I don't know if we were in high school going, Hey, I want to be in the dental profession. And we all have kind of fallen into it in some way or another. And to be honest, I worked with a practice management company for 12 years uh, that uh, consulted with with dentists, you know, helped them run their practices better. And so I started as the office manager, ended up running the CE events, ended up becoming the marketing director. And um, and so that's kind of, I, I fell into it. But I tell people I, I fell into it, but I fell in love with it at the same time. And, um, and just amazing people. I, I really think dentistry is full of really, really great people. Um, I tell our team, you know, we are coming alongside of small business owners who are just hustling to make their dreams come true. And we get to be a part of that. And I really do believe the, the other thing that motivates me is I, I love small business. I love local business. I really think good, healthy, small businesses are just a force for good in their communities. And so we get to come alongside of those and, and help them be successful and grow amazing teams and serve their community. So um, we love what we do. Well, and, and truthfully, you do help with something that dentistry needs massively. You know, yeah. uh, everyone you're helping, they have clinical excellence. You know, they have that degree. They they know dentistry and they're learning dentistry. They're getting CE, but rarely do they have an MBA. Rarely do they actually know yeah. the the tools of the trade on how to actually grow their business. And at the front line of that is is marketing. And I know um, from the dentists I've talked to, a lot of them are kind of like uh, weary or leery, sorry, of like who they can trust. Um, how do you go about either setting yourselves up 
differently or trying to broker that trust with dentists? Yeah. You know, I think early on, um, I, I tell people a lot of times, you know, marketing is, is at its simplest form. It's just magnifying a message. Um, and what I saw when I looked around dentistry, you know, nine years ago, when we started this was uh, there was a lot of marketing attempting to happen without the message. And so we would see direct mail that just had everybody was using the same stock photos and, you know, $49 new patient exam, free whitening. It was just, it was all the, what I call the what it's just, here's the what, like, let's just shove offers out websites with a lot of, you know, templated websites against stock photos. And so there wasn't, we were attempting to market without backing up and really defining what the message was. And so that's why we got into this. I mean, Honestly, when I looked around, I was like, I, I felt like dentistry was innovative. I, I still do today. I think it's an inspiring profession. Uh, when you think about it, even in this post-COVID world, it's humans serving humans, which is really a beautiful um, uh, profession to be in. Yet that message, we weren't, I, I never saw that. And so I, I think I just subconsciously just asked why. <laughs> like, can we, can we not? Like, are there some regulations why we can't? do that, you know, like have that message or, or tell that story. So really for us, it became about telling better stories around dentistry. And early on, we, we over indexed on the creative side, um, just kind of looking at brand creative, uh, just getting attention. You know, we've never built a, a website with stock photos like ever. Uh, we've never built a templated website. So we kind of made some decisions like that early on. And because when I looked at everything and I, I would still say this is very true today, if you look at 10 dental websites, they're all going to look like some type of templated stock, kind of very service-based, again, on the what. And so for me, when I looked at that, I was like, well, if one of those is creative, it's going to stand out. So for me, the creative has always been the variable. Like in a world where there is no creative, uh, if you get creative, you're going to stand out and really leveraging that to uh, spread that message. You know, even, even with your background, like you just have this beautiful, vibrant pop of color. Yeah. Um, and that, that's kind of like, in, instead of it just being some ho-hum background, it's it just, it, there's that design, there's that creative aspect of that. I, I, I love that. Um, so I'm curious though, Josh, about you, like social media, anyone that follows you, it's like people would love to just click their heels and end up where you're at. You've got the, the family, you've got the beautiful wife, um, you've got impact. And yet, like, I'm guessing you weren't just like a 12 year old. That's like, Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm just going to crush it. This is who I am. I'm an entrepreneur. When identity wise, when did you realize that you were an entrepreneur? Man, it's funny you say that. Cause I'm, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm 47 and, um, you look amazing, by the way. Like, I hope I look like that when I'm 47, okay? Thanks, bro. Um, you know, man, the first 10 years of my life, I actually, a lot of, what a lot of people don't know is I went to seminary. So went down that track, uh, was in that world for 10 years, um, ended up just in a really not good relationship position there and just made a hard left turn, which is how I ended up in a dental consulting group, worked with, with them for 12 years, uh, kind of had an abrupt ending there too. And so it's like, there, there's sometimes like the temptation, even with me, to be honest, like there's that insecurity of man, 20 plus years of my life, my first professional life, which feels wasted, you know? Um, so on bad days, like that's the narrative that, that you could tell yourself on good days, it all prepared me 
um, to, to do this. And it gave me time to kind of think through some stuff, test some stuff, really figure out my place in the world, my skill set as a leader. And so, you know, they, they say like entrepreneurs, like you what it takes 10 businesses, like you'll fail at nine of them, but one of them will be successful. I didn't have to have that experience. Probably like if you're in your twenties, yeah, man, you got to like build 10 businesses because you don't even know what you want, who you are, any of that stuff. But you know, when I started this at 38, I was like, yeah, I, I had a good handle on communication skills, leadership, who I wanted to be. And, and so there's a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice along the way. I know sometimes you like, you see things and you're like, wow, there's, there's a lot of layers to it too, though. So tell me how, how has, has self-doubt been there at all along the journey? Um, or, or is that one of the mindsets that you've kind of just always shared up where you're like, you know what, I'm capable, I'm enough, I have what it takes and no stage has been too bright? Dude, that's, that's such a good question. And I would tell you, um, believe it or not, confidence doesn't come naturally to me. I would actually tell you, and this, this may be like a book I write someday, to be honest, it's kind of there in me of, of my journey has been one of uh, building confidence, of believing in myself. And, you know, I think I go back to even high school and there was a just, uh, I, I remember I was in this like, church when I was young and they did this competition. I, I want to say I was like 11 or something like that. And they were doing this competition of who could learn all the books of the Bible by memory. And there's like 60 books in it or something. Right. And so I just, isn't like, it like 66? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> I think there might be, <laughs> we'll have yeah, to do a fact check after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and I remember just dismissing it because it was like, oh my gosh, it's too big. There's no way. And my mom kind of, she was like, what do you think about entering that? I'm like, no. And they were giving away this really cool like Bible that had like wood covers. It was from like Jerusalem or something. And, and, um, and so she was like, I think you can do it. And I remember I did it. Like I remember being in like the bath at night and she was like working me through it and kind of like this mnemonic thing of kind of trying to teach yourself 60 plus books in a row. And um, I remember I did it and I won and I got that. And just even from that was a first, it was literally like a first moment of, oh, I think I'm smart, you know? And, and so like, and then, then you have these moments where it's like, oh, I think I could like uh, be successful at, I was, I was a youth minister at first. I'm, okay. I think I can be successful at that. Okay. I think I can switch careers and be successful. Okay. I think I can build a business and be successful. Okay. I think I can be wealthy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like building upon building. And it's just been a journey of that man of, yeah, like you do stuff you track it, you have successes, you have wins, you change your internal tapes and yeah. Well, like I a, do believe that that book is in you 100%. Uh, I remember when I met you, it was April of 21 yeah. um, at the Smiles of Sea event. And I just remember thinking like, this is like a man's man. Like you have a tall stature, like handsome, you have this confidence and you're leading this company that you can absolutely be proud of. Um, so I, I mean, I feel like it's refreshing to hear that you're not a robot that's just like, oh, like I never struggled or didn't have any issues with self-confidence. Um, that That's really encouraging. I know in my journey, like I did, I won um, as a sixth grader, sixth grade, come on, nothing special, but I won state championship in wrestling. Yeah. And I remember I actually like gave excuses why it really wasn't a win. Like to me, it was almost like, well, I barely got out of that round and he could have won if I went longer. And even the final, like it was actually hard for me to integrate yeah. into my identity that it was something that 
I was good at, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what it was. It was almost like, yeah, I actually, I still don't know what it was, but, yeah, um, like you downplay that and it's, and it's weird. It's, it's a weird form of humility to be honest. And I don't even know if that's actually a true form of humility. It's like, um, th there's something else there. And one of the things I realized, which, which congrats, like I was, I wrestled in eighth grade and ninth grade. And I can just tell you that is probably the most, the hardest sport in the world. So the, the fact that you did that, I'm like, bro, you know, con congrats. That is, that is an achievement. Um, but it's like, you come to a certain point where it's like the, and I think there's a quote around this, but the world doesn't benefit by you playing small. And, and, and so like learning one of the, probably the challenges, one of the chapters of that book has been like, how do you be humble and be confident at the same time? Because the world needs your confidence, but like, but being a jerk and being arrogant and being like, my way is right. And here's seven steps. I hate all that stuff. Um, but so, and there's sometimes I'm like, was that too much? Was that too confident? But yet it's just like, leading a business, you know, now it's like 27 team members rely on me. Like, dude, I got to make decisions confidently. I've got to like get the direction confidently and, and, and don't shrink away when I'm like, yeah, I, you know, we led us through COVID. We led us through this challenge. Like this is what we do. Uh, so. I think that was brilliantly put Josh, because there, that tension between confidence and humility, I feel like someone coming from that Christian worldview, it's something that that's easy to struggle with. Like I struggle with that. And I talked to my wife about it so many times and she's like, why is this such a big deal to you? I'm like, well, because I want to own who I am, yeah. but I know like God opposes the proud, meaning like, I don't want to have, it's like a, it's a bad smell on people, yeah. you know? And, and I heard someone putting it this way where it's like, humility is just seeing yourself um, like fully who you are, like how God sees you, nothing more, nothing less. Meaning, yeah. so it's like, it's owning your strength. Yeah. And the way I agree with you 100%, like we're all like locking arms and to make dentistry great, to make the industry that we're in great, I need to make sure that the person to the left and to the right of me knows who they are and they're showing up in their strength and they're shining as bright as they can shine. Yeah. If they don't occupy their role, who knows what dentistry is not going to get, you know, like we need you to keep being the best version of yourself and owning that strength instead of being timid because it's like, well, what could Studio 88 do? Like, you, we, don't, we don't want that conversation of like, well, Josh could have actually helped a ton more practices get disillusioned or get discouraged because of impact, right? Like, don't, don't play small. Freaking blow it up, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, that below it, it's like the reason I do what I do is for my team, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's like my squad. And, you know, we're 27 people, but I, I know we're supposed to be more than that. And I'm thinking about the next team members coming on and, you know, when I get up and, and try to kill it from the stage and give a, a, a killer speech, it's because, man, I want my team to be proud. I want to keep growing Studio 88 because I know what we're doing matters. I, I, I see the team members that have found professional significance and fulfillment working with us and creating a safe environment for them to be creative and for them to go like, is dentistry creative? And I'm like, yeah, let me show you. And now they're like, wow, this is actually the most creative job I've had. And it's, and it's dentistry. And so like, it's all that stuff. And so the, the humility behind the confidence is I really work for those 27 team members, man. That's what motivates me and not those, but like the 50, you know, in a couple of years and the, the 75 and, and really just making an impact in our space. I, I love that. Like, I think that's why Studio 88 is such a presence because it's not a one-man show. Um, you might have these amazing strengths, but to me, it just sounds like you are almost like that servant leader that 
care so much about developing the people around you and being a team that functions just to serve and make practices that you work with better, yeah. you know, and, and you can see through and through, there is that alignment. There is that integrity. Now tell me, is there a mindset that you had to shed? Um, you said you started this when you were 38. Um, it seems like you already had learned a lot by that point in time. So what was a mindset or belief set that you had to shed in order to get to where you were at when you started studio 88? Man, that's a, that's a really, really good question. Um, I think one of, I'll tell you, one of the ones early on was just the way I saw other people run businesses and realizing we could do things the way we want to and still run a successful business. And one of the examples was I remember my business partner and I, uh, his name is Joe. We were kind of like, we were hiring our first team members and we were looking at like renting some office space. And it was kind of like, do you want to be in the office every day? No. Do you want to be in the office every day? No. <laughs> so like, okay, how do we hire a team if neither of us, cause him and I both had pretty mobile at that even point, independent, autonomous, working relationships. Um, and we had always kind of worked like that. So I was like, I'm not babysitting team members Monday through Friday. Like that is not how we're going to run a business. And so we implemented this, like, Hey, we meet together on Mondays. That's kind of the minimal viable product for us as a team is it's Mondays, it's meetings. We prioritize it. Everybody's there. And then the rest of the week people can work remote and we don't babysit people. We hire people that are, uh, driven or, um, you know, can, can work autonomously and independently. And we have a deadline, uh, you know, like a project management application with deadlines. And so you meet deadlines, you do great work. We're all awesome. So I think like that mindset of how, how do we want to run a business? Well, it's always everybody's Monday through Friday in an office. Okay. Um, do we have to do that? So that, that was definitely one. Well, I, I think that in doing things that way, that was unique to you, uh, it helped you identify like, Hey, this is kind of who we are, uh, you know, like the essence, um, of the way we do things. So I bet that helped you even identify, like when you're working with practices, this is how you can either do dentistry on your terms, or this is how you already have. Let's tell that story. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure you guys actually living it has given you that perspective that helps you identify in the practices even that you serve now now tell me is there is there uh, a limiting belief that you see in certain practices where you can kind of tell maybe they're not a good fit with for us when they come to you and all of a sudden they go through that process is there any like yellow flag where you're like ooh, yeah. they either may not be ready or they just may not be a fit yeah no we've, we've identified that over the years and there's certain kind of you know we say no to and what a lot of uh, what some people know about us but a lot of people don't is we, we actually cap our new clients every month so we only take a limited amount and right now this year in 2023 it's it's eight new clients a month like so um so may was done on may 4th we had eight new clients already queued up we're done right now i think we've got four for june and we're on may 19th or something right now so um so we're very, it's not that we're selective, but we're definitely trying to get a val more of a values fit, right? And I think anybody who's um, looking for urgent marketing uh, is typically not a good fit. In fact, I, I'm a big believer. I'm like, um, you know, marketing's not, it's not uh, magic fairy dust. It's not, you know, magic beans that we're going to put in the ground and you get a great big bean stock the next day. And so if you're looking like, if you need new patients, like tomorrow, we're probably not going to be the right company for you. If, if you want a partner to help build your business, 
uh, over the next couple of years. Like we're going to be a great fit for that. Um, so I think that's one. And I think, you know, Sean, you see this too. It's um, marketing is part of running a successful business when it's literally the only thing like, then that's a big red flag as well. Um, when it's like, everything's marketing's fault, everything, like we just have to market and throw money at stuff to solve a problem. And yet the patient experience isn't good. The phones being answered aren't awesome. Uh, there's not great chemistry, you know, in, in the practice, like, like all the, everything else is not hitting. Marketing will not solve that. <laughs> so I, I think sometimes if we overestimate what it can do, even if like, hey, we're willing to throw 60 grand at it. I'm like, hey, bro, that's not going to solve your problem. Uh, building a business is complicated. There are a lot of pieces. And so, uh, yeah, we tend to not be a great fit with those either. Well, yeah, I, I could imagine at times, again, because dentistry is unprepared largely for what goes into making a practice or a business great, simply because it's like, would I rather have a dentist that continues to get CE for clinical aspects of dentistry or just becomes expert at the business side? I want them to be great yeah. at teeth. Yeah. That's why I'm going to them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can imagine that you get some people that, that think that marketing is that magic bullet and not realizing, well, no, you, you have to have alignment in your practice. Yeah. You know, you, you need to treat your team right and do good for the patient and have a story that's even worth sharing. Like you right. have to yeah. live that. It's, you know, I mean, it goes back to marketing is, a, is magnifying a message. And if, if the message or like the, the culture, the story, the business isn't, isn't awesome, but we're going to go magnify that marketing can actually create problems, you know? So there's sometimes where it's just like, are you ready to cut to, to market? And, and if you do like just making sure that those dollars aren't wasted, that investments all, you know, like everything's in line, like, Hey, the it's, it's this, uh, kind of a uh, thought of you can run Google ads, but they're running back to a website. So we want to make sure the website looks awesome, right. To maximize that investment. And then the website is supposed to get them the call. So we want to make sure those phones are being answered in the right way and getting the, and then when we get them in, we want that new patient experience. And so you're trying to make sure all those things line up, but if, the website doesn't look good. The phones are not being answered great. And there's not an awesome patient experience. Dude, you can, you can magnify that, that message. It's not going to work well. So I think our best clients are these ones. I, I love it when they say we're probably the community's best kept secret because we've never done any marketing. And it tells me you've grown a good practice. You have a great patient experience. All it's, you've grown off a of word of mouth, internal referrals, which is amazing. It builds the best foundation possible. Now you want to come to us to go, Hey, it's time we share our story. It's time we get a little bit more aggressive. I'm like hundred percent. There's a great story there. We can put words to it, magnify that it's a win-win. I think that makes so much sense. So if, if someone listening right now, isn't exactly there, um, do you guys have any resources or like, where would you suggest someone goes to kind of get all their ducks in a row? Not all their ducks, but you know what I'm saying? Like, to, to like, do you work hand in hand with any consultant company companies that you refer to? I or mean, we've got great friends out there, you know, and if that was a situation, I would, there's definitely some places I'd refer probably, uh, depending on the need, you know, it's it, the other part of it is knowing as a business owner, it, it's like, um, we were talking about this. Or, well, it's like, you've got 18 different kind of things, gears, knobs, you're turning. And sometimes it's just like, okay, marketing needs to up a little bit. Cool. Now our patient experience needs to up a little bit. Now, now we need to pay attention to the phones. Now, you know, hygiene, like recare is, is, so you're just, it's like you give attention, you just keep 
making everything get better. Um, I don't know if there's a perfect time to just go, okay, now we're absolutely perfectly ready to do marketing. I think it's just kind of raising the levels as you go. No, that, that totally makes sense. So Josh, I want to know in the last 10 years, 15 years, when is a time where things didn't work out or, or maybe almost like that idea of like a dark night of the soul where you yeah. really were just like, oh my gosh, I don't know. There's not certainty. Um, the future doesn't look clear because I'm curious how you got out of it. Cause you're here today. Yeah. You're doing a great job. You have a really successful company, but I'd love to know uh, just a snapshot of when, when things didn't look so good and how you handled that. Oh man. Yeah. And th these are the things people don't see. Right. But, um, yeah, I remember, um, we trying to build our, uh, I I've done sales, gosh, seven and a half, eight years of the company. So like from day one to just recently, last 18 months, it was me. Every, every new client came through me, um, which is fine. That's not really building a business though. That's just, you know, me front man of the company. So, yeah. um, took two shots at it with, with two young men and, and, and every, we, we always like, we pull people in from the creative talent side. We're like, Hey, we can teach you dentistry. Just need a certain level of talent. So I, I, I was approaching sales like that too. Like, Hey, if we see some talent there, let's bring you in. I can teach you the sales side. Neither of those worked out. And um, through those times, when, when I go 0 and 2 on something, that's hard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to lose, much less kind of back to back on the same you know, field. So what it, I had to kind of look deep and go, I think we're looking at this wrong. I think it's actually, and, and this was, so this was a confidence thing too. Um, I don't want this to sound arrogant, but it was like, the level that I was performing sales at, it was not the right solution was not to go get somebody with no experience to fill that role. It was too important of a role. It was too sophisticated of a role. So we kind of changed our mindset and went, we need to go actually pull something like this. So we had to go to like, we got to recruit. Like we actually need to go find somebody who is like performing at a high level. Uh, Cause I was, who knows our values, who has dental experience and sales experience, because this is a unique role. So we almost had to kind of validate the role, which I was, you know, I kind of like, Hey man, I can teach anybody anything. What I do is not that big of a deal. Like, come on. And, and I think it was just, that was a mindset set switch. I think my team going, this is a really big deal. Uh, I think we need to find somebody. It's a really big deal. So, you know, that was one dude, COVID was another, just <laughs> shutting down. Um, that was crazy. Um, you know, and then just we probably the last, I don't know, we, we, we lose, you know, clients to competitors and, and, that, and I never liked that. And that's just really had to push us to be better as a business and figure out like, why are we losing clients? How can we, what can we do better? Um, and so you have some really kind of low moments with that, but if you let it make you better and just go, okay, objectively, is this right? Yes, <laughs> it is. Okay, what can we do about that? Well, we could do this. Well, are we willing to make that investment? Yes. Okay, then let's, it's, we're gonna have a growth curve here, but we're gonna come out of it. And I think we're kind of out of some of that now that we've, we've really grown as a company. We're super proud of ourselves for it. Um, but yeah, man, so, so those are some that just come to mind. You know, over the last 18 months, it sounds like Studio 88 has really kicked it up a notch. And I just even wanna applaud you like as a business owner 
to go from like, I'm comfortable. I know sales. I'm a relationship. I, I love relationships. I'm great in that place. And to all of a sudden entrust someone else into that place so that you can step back and do what only you can do and help scale the company, which is why you have 27 people right now. Like that's no small thing. You know, some people never make that leap because yeah. they, they need to keep their hands on things because they feel like if they don't, it's going to fall apart. And you were able to replicate the success that you were having like that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Where is studio 88 going in the next three to five years? Yeah. Great question. But uh, I'm going to, I want to say something there. It's, it's really, I think as a business owner, especially at the CEO level, you have to always be aware of opportunity costs. And what I mean by that is when I'm selling, when I'm on the phone, you know, um, 40, 50 times a month with potential new clients, there's part of that you can look at it and go, that's awesome. I'm driving revenue. We're growing the company. It became to the point where it was like, but what am I not doing because I have to do this? And that's a really hard thing because it's conceptual. Like you actually don't know what that thing is. You know, there's part right. of it like, well, if I had 30 hours back every week, what would I do? Well, I don't know. Um, and so it's kind of this weird thing that's out there. But you, and, and even doing this with other members on your team, what's the opportunity cost with them staying in this role? Like what are, what are they not able to do? And for me, I had to come back to like, it's high value CEO stuff, it's leadership, it's speaking, it's being more of a front man, it's stuff like this, interviews and podcasts. And that actually exponentially helps grow the company more. And so sales, while it looks like a high producing, the highest producing part of the team was actually limiting. Uh, and so I think that that's, that's it is like asking yourself at certain points and seasons, am I missing something? W what am I not doing because I'm doing this? And then having the guts to probably go make that, that change. Um, so, so yeah, we, the next three to five years, I'll tell you, we're in this kind of new season. I, I was just telling our team this the past couple of weeks as we've been getting together, I feel like chapter one of studio 88, we kind of, we, we've kind of flipped a new chapter here in the last year. And chapter one was, uh, really over indexing on the creative, getting attention with our photography, our video, our design, telling better stories, all those things. I would tell you the biggest criticism of us. If you were, you know, if our competitors were out there and they do this all the time, uh, they'll, they'll tell people, uh, beautiful websites, they won't score well. And so dentistry for the whole has had to kind of make a decision. Like, do we want a beautiful story driven website or do we want one that's going to score well that Google's going to index and, and get good SEO on? And so, you know, it's one of these things where as you're building a business, you can't do everything great. So we went more of the creativity because everything was on the other side. So we're like, Hey, let's go this way. But over the last year, we've really, uh, we've made some really great hires um, to SEO uh, specialists, digital ad specialists, social media specialists, and built out these other parts of our um, uh, services and, and even started to get data and analytics and reports to go. It's what we've always believed. Uh, a story-driven website is going to score better because humans are actually connecting with it and engaging yeah. with it more and it's building more trust. But now we're getting analytics behind it, data. So I've told the team, I'm like, this is, we kind of turned the chapter. This is, or maybe that was part one with, with a bunch of chapters, but now this is like part two of, of the, the, really the performance marketing with it too, of not only just a beautiful website, don't diss it, but like there's performance marketing behind it as well. And we're super excited about that. Okay. So I have one question I'm going to close with, but before that, if people like, where do you want their eyeballs to go right now to hear about what you're doing? What's the best way for them to, to connect or to learn more? 
Yeah, we're all over social. I tell people I'm at Joshua Scott on Instagram. It's super easy. You can DM me. I'm still in that. Like nobody's taken over that account. So <laughs> you know, tell me you saw this this episode or the show, and, and I'll I'll message you back for sure. Uh, if you want to learn more about Studio 88, our website is sae8.com. So it's the letter S, number eight, letter E, number eight.com. Um, you can check things out there and even get in touch with us either way. Okay, so here it is. You're walking down the street and in the distance, you see a younger version of yourself. So maybe you're 15 years old, maybe you're 18 years old, and you know you're just going to have one brief moment to share some sentiment with a younger version of yourself. What do you share? Um, man, I know the answer to this. Um, I would uh, tell him, believe in yourself because I do. Okay. <laughs> it kind of gets me a little bit because I just, I just know the answer. This is, this is something I've like settled on of, yeah. Like I tell myself this, like every so often believe in yourself, uh, because I do, I do believe in myself, but I also know there's a lot of people around me that really believe in me. And when I, when I, ha when I'm doubting myself, it's almost just like, bro, <laughs> believe in yourself. You know, like there's a lot of people that do a lot of people got your back. Um, so Amen. Uh, and I just want to affirm that. Like, I do believe in you. And dentistry has absolutely believed in what you're doing and what Studio 88 is doing and the impact that you're making. Uh, and just any way I can partner, help, support, and just magnify the message that you're spreading, uh, let me know. I'm so in your corner, Josh. Um, I just want to honor you again, just as an innovator, as a pioneer. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for just spending the time with me on this interview today. Thanks, man. Um, it's always good to be here. You ask really good questions. You know, I mean, sometimes I get on, uh, oftentimes I get on podcasts and it's kind of all the like, what does Studio 88 do and how can, you know, and all that. And so I really lo love this. There were, these are, there were some questions here that I've never been asked before, uh, which is always fun to just kind of uh, provoke thought and go down that road. So I, I wish you the best for this project and, and same thing, man. Any way we can ever help you, you know, I'm here. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Josh. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for listening and be sure to follow so you never miss an episode. To learn more about what's going on in dentistry, check out innovationindentistry.com.